0: Greetings in Christ Jesus, and welcome once again to the Twin Steeples podcast. Twin Steeples is a production of Emanuel Evangelical Lutheran Church here in Mankato, Minnesota, whose main goals are to share God's saving word and to communicate the ongoing activity of Christ's kingdom here at Emanuel. Thank you for joining us today. Today is Wednesday, August 16th, 2023. I'm your host, Pastor Joe Nauman. This morning I'd like to begin with a brief devotional thought based on Luke chapter 19 verses 9 through 14. Now these verses are part of our pericope for this upcoming weekend. That is, that is it's part of the set of texts that have been chosen for our worship this weekend. And it's important to note that these verses come immediately following the account of Zacchaeus. The familiar story of Zacchaeus, the wee little man who climbed the sycamore tree. Uh, Jesus said he was going to his house and Zacchaeus repented of his previous sins that he would committed as a chief tax collector, and promised to repay all of his wrongs that he'd done, and to follow his Lord Jesus. And so we're going to pick up with Jesus' response now to Zacchaeus, and then Jesus turns and presents a parable, and it's only the beginning of the parable here, so we'll talk about what the rest of it is, but I really think it's good to talk about this today as we prepare for our weekend service, so when we see it we can tie it into the context of our service that we'll be focusing on this weekend. So from Luke chapter 19, verses 9 through 14. And Jesus said to him, Today salvation has come to this house, because he also is a son of Abraham. For the Son of Man has come to seek and to save that which was lost. Now as they heard these things, he spoke another parable, because he was near Jerusalem and because they thought the kingdom of God would appear immediately. Therefore he said, A certain nobleman went into a far country to receive for himself a kingdom and to return. So he called ten of his servants, delivered to them ten minas, and said to them, Do business till I come. But his citizens hated him and sent a delegation after him, saying, We will not have this man to reign over us. It caused quite a stir when Jesus went to Zacchaeus's house originally. Uh, Zacchaeus, as I mentioned earlier, was a chief tax collector. Not just a tax collector, but a chief, a leader among them, probably trained other tax collectors or I was in charge of a number of other tax collectors who would go about from city to city and village to village collecting taxes and then delivering it to the Romans. The tax collectors were really looked down upon in society as traitors to the Jewish people because they were taking money from the Jewish people and delivering it to the Romans, who were the oppressors, the ones who had conquered the nation of Israel. And so by the general population did not like uh, uh, the tax collectors in general. And so uh, for, for Jesus to go to a tax collector's house and to proclaim there, today salvation has come to this house. This really irked the Pharisees, the Sadducees, the Jewish leaders, and probably society in general, because they thought this man was lost. They thought he was unredeemable. They thought he was unable to be saved because of what he had done. But Jesus says, he also is a son of Abraham. And here's where we get to Jesus understanding of what a child of Abraham is because it's not simply the idea that you are a descendant of Abraham that you are a Jew by blood but it's that you are a child of Abraham by faith in the book of Genesis we're told that uh, Abraham believed and it was accounted to him for righteousness and so it is today when we believe in Jesus when we believe in God that is what is counted to us for righteousness and so when Zacchaeus turned to faith in Jesus He became a son of Abraham. He was already a son of Abraham by blood, but now he's a child of Abraham by faith. And that's what Jesus says. The son of man, referring to himself, has come to seek and to save that which was lost. And so he's saying he was not a true child of Abraham. He was not a believer before, but Jesus came to seek and to save. And this again ties to that idea that we cannot save ourselves and we cannot even seek God on our own. Jesus is the one who chooses us. He seeks us out. He saves us. He came to heal those who need healing to those who are truly lost. Now, what Jesus is not saying is that there are some people who are lost and some people who are not lost. All are truly lost, and yet there are those who believe that they are able to find their way to heaven on their own, and so they don't believe they are lost. And the Pharisees would be exactly this type of people. They would say they're not lost. They have the law of Moses to guide their way. They can use the law as the guide motivated by the law. And Jesus is here saying, no, that's not the case. Yes, the law can guide us. And we talk about the law being a curb, mirror, and guide, but it is only a guide to believers in Jesus. It's only a guide to those who are motivated by the love of God to now live the life that God has called them to, not to those who believe they can earn salvation on their own through the keeping of the law. And so as he says these things to Zacchaeus that he came to seek and save that which was lost which would be not the Pharisees. They don't believe they're lost. Um, Now he tells this parable in specific reference to the way that the Jewish and religious leaders were treating Jesus and God. And so he says, A certain nobleman went into a far country to receive for himself a kingdom and a return. So he called ten of his servants, delivered to them minas, and said to them, Do business till I come. But his citizens hated him and sent a delegation after him. We will not have this man to rule over us. And so these minas, this this." A form of money from Jesus' day. He, the idea here is that God gave to the Jewish leaders, to the Jewish people, to the children of Israel, he gave them responsibility. <clears throat> and that's what the use of money really is, isn't it? It's responsibility. And so God gave to the children of Israel a responsibility. And that responsibility was from you is going to come the Savior of the world. It is your job to proclaim his arrival to the world. That was their job. And yet, sadly, so many of them rejected him. And that's where he says his citizens hated him. He sent a delegation after him saying, we will not have this man reign over us. The Jews did not want God as their king. They rejected him over and over. If you go back to the book of First uh, and Second Samuel, we read that the people wanted kings like other nations, and so they rejected the theocracy of God. You can go throughout the Old Testament and look how again and again the children of Israel turn away from God in idolatry, trusting in the Baals and the Astras and the Dagons of the world, these false idols, rather than worshipping the true God. And even now, at the time of the Pharisees, they may not be worshipping false idols any longer, but they are worshipping at the false uh, altar of themselves. They are worshipping their own good works and their own ability to keep the law. And so they're saying, we do not want this man to reign over us. They're saying, we don't want Jesus and we don't want God. Because really, if you reject Jesus, you reject God as well. And that's what the Jews kept trying to do. They would say, yes, we're followers of God, but we reject Jesus as the Messiah. And Jesus again and again has to tell them, you can't do that. You cannot have the father without Jesus and you cannot have Jesus without the father they're both tied together. And if you believe in one, you must believe in the other. And the sadly, the Orthodox Judaism to this very day continues to reject Jesus as the Messiah, and yet continues to claim they follow the God of the Bible. And yet the God of the Bible is and contains out of necessity Jesus Christ as the second person of the Trinity. You cannot have the one without the other. And so they hate him. They say, we will not have this man reign over us. And so eventually, as at the end of this parable, Jesus goes on following the text that we read, but at, by the end of this parable, uh, some of the servants he gave uh, multiplied the minas to ten minas or five minas, and some of those uh, who were given this responsibility, this money, they hid it in a handkerchief and they didn't, did nothing with it. And so it is with the, the Pharisees, you know, they were given the responsibility of being the delegators of Jesus, the delegators of God's promised Messiah, and yet they, rather than trying to show him forth to the world. They tried to hide him. They tried to uh, get rid of him. They tried to eventually, and they succeeded in uh, uh, having him condemned to death. And so uh, Jesus eventually goes to the cross. And of course, there he gives up his own life, suffering and dying for the sins of the world to win salvation for us. And that's, that's the man that God sent. That's the savior of the world. And that's what Jesus said. The son of man came to seek and to save that which was lost, and so Jesus is our redeemer. He is our savior. He did save us who were lost and condemned in sin, and he did so despite us. And now he seeks us out, planting that faith in our heart to the work of the Holy Spirit. And uh, now we have eternal life because of it. So, really, a, a, a rich section here, and it's important to understand the context somewhat. And I'm glad I'm glad you're able to listen to this to hopefully tie that into this coming weekend. Um, we're going to be talking about Christian education. We're going to tie this text as one of the, the the New Testament reading. And we'll see how this connects to Christian education because the religious leaders at that time, they w- had rejected God. And so they were not teaching their children. They were not passing on the faith that God had placed in them. And so really uh, uh, it ends up being this quite sad situation. And we have been called, on the other hand, to continue to teach our children what God's word tells us about who we are who he is, and what he's done to reconcile us to him. So thanks be to God in Christ Jesus who reconciles the world to himself. Let's pray. Lord Heavenly Father, we thank you for the great gift of your Son. Lord Jesus, thank you for coming to seek and save the lost. O Holy Spirit, thank you for working in our hearts through the word. Bless us as we continue to abide in that word. Help us as we continue to trust in you and lead us as your children as we begin the new school year and as we begin another season of Christian education. In your name we pray. Amen. All right, a number of weekly updates and reminders for you. This evening, uh, we'll continue our online midweek Bible class. Uh, I did last week, and I'll be also leading that tonight, uh, or studying the book of of Amos. I did a paper on Amos for the General Pastoral Conference this June. Uh, We made it about a little around halfway through last week, so we'll hopefully wrap that up today. I want to say thank you to everybody who came out to the Adopt-a-Highway this past Saturday. I was not able to be there, but... Uh, Sounds like they had a good crew and it all went according to plan. Uh, This past Monday, the Committee of the Congregation met uh, to discuss the choir policy. Um, Some good progress was made, I believe, and so um, they will continue to meet the second Monday of the month heading forward uh, to discuss this important topic among us. School Open House is taking place tomorrow night. Uh, uh, Students and parents should plan on attending that. That's Thursday, August 17th because the first day of school is next Monday. Hard to believe that's August 21st. Uh, week from last past Monday, uh, we'll be having an opening service that everyone is welcome to attend at 8.30. Uh, coming up in about a month, the Man Up Retreat is taking place over in Waialu Singh State Park. Uh, we always send a, a delegation of men from Emmanuel, always get a good crew together to go to that. That's September 21st through the 24th, 2023. On our prayer list for this week, we again keep our cancer patients in our prayers. Carrie Dale, John Hine, and Will Rucker. We also keep in our prayers Dan Hanel, who ended up hospitalized last weekend. Uh, we pray for the uh, Nolan David Schrader, who's the new baby boy of Kevin Schrader, our, one of our high school teachers, and also Rebecca Schrader. And finally, we keep in our prayers the family of Rachel Maldonado. Uh, Rachel is the granddaughter of Pastor Emeritus David Baker. Uh, Rachel sadly passed away this last weekend. Uh, a car swerved into her lane and hit her. the car that she was driving along with her boyfriend head on. Both of them were, uh, were killed in the accident. It's really a sad situation. She's a member over in Mount Zion in uh, Detroit. She would attend the Cleveland services they have down there at a preaching station down there once a month. Uh, but she lives in Somerset, Pennsylvania, along with David and Sandy Baker. So really a sad situation, 20-year-old 20, 20 girl, um, young young girl, um, so really sad. So we'll keep keep them in our prayers. Which brings us to our hymn of the day today. Their hymn is Hymn 324 in the Red Hymnal. Jesus sinners doth receive, O may all this saying ponder, Who in sin's delusion live, and from God in heaven wander. Here is hope for all who grieve. Jesus sinners doth receive. We deserve but grief and shame, yet his words rich grace revealing. Pardon, peace, and life proclaim. Here their ills have perfect healing. Who with humble hearts believe, Jesus sinners doth receive. Sheep that from the fold did stray, no true shepherd e'er forsaketh. Weary souls that lost their way, Christ the shepherd gently taketh. In his arms that they may live, Jesus sinners doth receive. Come ye sinners, one and all, come accept his invitation. Come obey his gracious call, come and take his free salvation. Firmly in these words believe, Jesus sinners doth receive. I, a sinner, come to thee with a penitent confession. Savior, mercy show to me, grant for all my sins remission. Let these words my soul relieve, Jesus sinners doth receive. Oh, how blessed it is to know, as scarlet my transgression. It shall be as white as snow by thy blood and bitter passion. For these words I now believe, Jesus sinners doth receive. Now my conscience is at peace, from the law I stand acquitted. Christ hath purchased my release, and my every sin remitted. Not remains my soul to grieve, Jesus' sinners doth receive. Jesus' sinners doth receive, also I have been forgiven. And when I this earth must leave, I shall find an open heaven. Dying still to him I cleave, Jesus' sinners doth receive. Amen.